Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. Hey, this is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. And today I got one in a million guests on. Uh, I guess you would say my sister when you grow up with each other, and her parents used to spank us when we was bad, so you know how that was, but normally I never was bad, so I think she was more bad than me, so I want to introduce my guest, Shamika Leach. You there, Shamika? I'm here. Well, thank you I for being here, on. I am here, and thank you for having me. Well, before we get into talking a little bit about your bears, which I can't stand, and a little sports. Um, you got your hands in a lot of things that's really good, and you've been a positive to not only your community, but, you know, your friends and people you go out with, you just everywhere. I think me and my little brothers joked with you um, a while back saying, you know, you just got like 20 different jobs, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> tell the listeners everything you're involved with and what you've been doing and um, just everything so they have a background of you. Okay, so for the past five years, um, uh, my name's Arpin Robbins, and I do a lot of my community service within the Chicago and Robbins area. Um, but I work with an organization, um, two organizations actually. One is called the Robbins Alumni Association, where we give back scholarships to high school seniors. We grant them scholarships, grants actually, to go to college. Um, that's one of the things I do, and we give three students a year scholarships to attend college. Um, that's one of the things I do, and then myself, along with James Loving, the host, um, for the past couple of years, we um, do football camps where we get sponsors to sponsor us, help us sponsor the kids to make that camp free for the kids in the Robbins area to come and learn and meet football players that other kids, you know, fortunate kids get to meet or the fortunate kids, they have to pay for camp. So we make the less, we make it um, free for the less fortunate to come out and get the same experience as the fortunate kids. Um, it's a one day camp. Um, they come meet about four to five former NFL players. They get a t-shirt. They learn um, just, you know, the fundamentals of football and, that's what I do. Everything I do is for the youth and for the kids. Well, Samika, you uh, shorten yourself, but I'm gonna bring it out. But you, <laughs> you already got. I don't say I don't say two regular jobs. But I won't say two pan jobs already. You work, but when you do all this stuff, and I know you do a lot. You didn't mention a lot of stuff like the McDonald's thing you do and all that. But you don't do it for pay. And people don't understand that. A lot of people do it for pay, and you don't. What drives you to keep continue doing it? I mean, the scholarship, you go and work your butt off, get these kids scholarship. You run around. You do all the paperwork. You um, notify, put it on Facebook and all that. What keeps driving you, and you're not even getting paid to keep doing this? Um, like I teach the youth, and you're right, I did shorten myself because I'm also um, I'm a mechanic uh, by choice. Um, I graduated. Um, as a mechanic slash welder, and I train the youth um, to, you know, you have to have a purpose in life. So what drives me to do the, the stuff for the kids where I don't get paid is, you know, it's defining your own personal purpose. 
Um, and, you know, we was raised in a community where a lot of kids did not have. So at an early age, where I started my first job when I was 17 years old, and I'm only 37, and then August 1st, I'll be there 20 years. Uh, what drives me is helping the next kid, because um, we had a community where the older or, you know, the older generation helped us. But that's not being transparent. You know, in these days where somebody is actually helping the next kid get to the next level, you know, and that's my goal in life is, you know, helping a kid that somewhere is lost in the world or they can't see their way, make it possible for them to see their way, to give them their next dream, to give them, you know, their next, if I can do it, you can do it. And that's the path I choose to take in my life to show the next kid, you know, that you can do it. However, in regards to pay, no, I don't get paid, but every job that I have had in my life um, came from me doing community service. And that's what a lot of people don't get. Sometimes not accepting a dollar for a job can lead you into a greater position of the jobs that I have had in my life. And yes, I'm 37, but I've been a commissioner of a town. Um, for over five years where if it wasn't me doing community service, now I'm into politics. You know, she looked at me, you know, if you could do it for free, you could definitely do it for pay. Um, and that's what people don't understand anymore. Sometimes doing stuff for free gets you a greater hand in life than always accepting something for money. You're still cutting yourself short. You do welding classes <laughs> and you do that free and you're the first woman. Come on, tell everybody. Come on, to me. Um, UPS has a program where they pay um, full ride for um, their workers to um, go and take a mechanic class. So they, it's called the engineering program, actually. And um, UPS set this out in the Chicagoland area where anybody can, you know, join a program and become a mechanic. Well, I just was one of those women that actually joined the program and actually graduated um from the program um, that UPS set forth, and I graduated with straight A's. On top of UPS paying for me 100%, I won two scholarships being in that mechanic program where I also became a welder out of that program. Um, so that was one of my many accomplishments. And now UPS and the school, in which I went to a community college for that trade program, now they use me to help the youth. Um, I, I teach non-traditional careers or, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll show the youth if I can do it, you can do it type of program. And that program has been working well or you have students just, you know, don't know what they want to do. Um, so I use my story to help them help themselves. You was awarded some of UPS. Come on now. <laughs> I was, um, you um, I did Come on. Huh? And then UPS recognized me. UPS recognized me um, by doing that program, by putting me on their um, UPS site and um, internal sites across the whole um, UPS country. So it it was interesting, and and I really appreciated them for doing that. But as you can see, I'm a humble person. So. Yeah, we got to get it out of you, you know, because people don't understand, you know, um, it's, it's, we are bringing that up so everybody knows, 
you don't demand money or, or compensation for nothing. And you just, anybody come to you and talk to you after you do that, you're like, right on, okay, you know, uh, I'll do it for you, you know. And most people are like, oh, I want this, I want that, and you're not that way. And, you know, and, and you're taking your time and still find time, you know, for your regular job, but then, the, you know, the, the, the take time for you. So we just want to make sure everybody know what you do and get it out there because there's no more people left. In this time of age, that you know, just do it for free. Am I right, Jimmy? That's that's correct. Everybody, even you know, us doing the Freddie Cap. At the end of the day, they was like, okay, so what is somebody paying for? No, our job is to make it free. Yeah. So, well, uh, good good thing. But uh, I want to talk a little bit more about the scholarship we do for these kids. I don't, especially you see on this kid's face when they get those scholarships, how is it to be? Tell what y'all go through and what the kids have to have to get these scholarships. So, you know, maybe next year we can probably do something, you know? Um, in order for, um, me and James came from a school district. Um, it's called District 218. Um, uh, me and James, I believe, came from Shepherd High School. So that's one of the high schools that in that school district. So to be a member in an organization, number one, you have to be an alumni for one of the one of the schools in the district. So when we do this all year, um, we look for three students. They must have a 3.0. Of course, they must be um, a high school graduate, um, and that's basically basis. But they have to uh, write an essay to us, explain it to us. You know why should we give them the scholarship um, after they you know, um, turn all their stuff in. Of course, we interview them and their parents. Um, and then we have a banquet for them as well. So it's not just us giving, you know, a scholarship. We we show the community what we actually is doing with people money when we, you know, ask for donations. So they can see where their money is going or who's receiving the scholarship. And the organization been around, who over 45 years. So it's just, you know, not nothing that I started. It's just what I choose to be a part of because it's a great organization. Um, and every year for the past 45 years, this organization has been giving scholarships, you know, ships back to the school district. And once the kids is awarded, the kids do have to submit their college they're attending. Um, they have to set us their transcripts from the high school and, um, you know, the information from the college to ensure us that they are in college. So it's not just us giving them money. Um, we check on their grades throughout that first year. Um, they come to the banquet, and then we make sure they, you know, have more money to go back to school that second semester of their first year in school. So it's a great program. Um, I wouldn't trade it for nothing in the world. Um, but, again, it's still great people out here. You know, no, we're not a big company. We're a small organization. But if you have money and you're not doing anything with it to help the next kid, it's like, again, what's your purpose in life? Uh, once the kids get the money, it's, it's excellent because, again, these are kids that's less fortunate. So they probably didn't even see a way going to college, let alone getting some money from, you know, an organization to help them go to college. So to see these kids face every year is a great experience. Well, this is what we're going to do, Shmi. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more because a lot of people need to get the word out of what you do. So that's why we're doing this interview, to let you know all you put all into it. And you put 110% into it. So 
This is James and Tamika, and we'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you're listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host for Loving That Sports Talk. I got my guest, Shamika, taking time out before... uh, to go to one of our 20 jobs, as we all say. <laughs> Are you still with us, Shamika? I'm still here. Yeah, like I said, I really appreciate you taking the time and all the stuff that you do. You know, need to be noted. You know, a lot of people don't, you know, know what all, all you do. They just know the circuit, but all the work you put into it, you know, so that's why it's good to talk about it. And like you say, you're a humble, but you need to, you know, be recognized for what you do. Uh, we were talking about the scholarship. Uh, uh, let's talk about um, your welding classes that you do um, at Moraine Valley. I mean, um, that's in a plus because you rarely see that, that, you know, uh, people want to do well and all like that. But once they get into it, like you got into it, did you enjoy it? I did. Um, again, a, a very humbling experience. Um, a very true experience, actually. It wasn't easy um, because my first week of class, I actually quit. Um, but I was quickly reminded of what was my purpose of me even joining the program. Um, so when I went back, you know, you had the men 
because it, it, it wasn't no other women, not in my classes. I'm saying there wasn't women in the program, but when I was taking my night classes, it was all men. So you had the men that didn't want to work with you because they felt like you shouldn't be there. You know, so it was a lot of times where a lot of the projects I had to do it by myself. You know, it, it wasn't like they was going to help me, you know, not until the end of the class when they actually saw that, oh, okay, she's not playing with us. You know, it was one of those types of deals. And um, I think it was like 23 kids in the class or students in the class. And when it was time to take the welding test to actually, you know, get your certification, you know, I did it first. You know, it was like, okay, I'll do it first so I can get it done with. I was just trying to go home early. Um, but when you pass the test first and the teachers say, oh, she, she passed, that's it. It was, you know, now they got to figure out how they going to finish, you know, the rest of their day. So it was a great experience, uh, me being in the welding classes. Uh, you know, you get burned a lot. A lot of the metal just, you know, yeah. tipping off or you know, it, it doesn't come easy for me just because I was a woman. I had to put that same helmet on and get dressed just like that next man. Um, and, and it's hot. So welding it, you know, it, it's really, really hot um, with some rays. So it's just a lot of stuff safety wise that I had to learn on top of me just welding. So it was a great experience. Let me ask you, I didn't want to cut you off, but you had said something that I'd like you to talk a little bit more about that like the guys that want to work with you and you got to do it. And also, what can you tell those younger kids out there? Like, you know, you said you quit, you know, in that situation that you was in, when a person just gave up and said they won't be in because you're the only woman and nobody want to work with you, how did you persevere just keep going? And, you know, um, I know when I was playing football, a lot of people said I wasn't going to make it. So that made me work hard to do it to prove they're wrong. Were you in that stage for that class with those guys like that? Um, yeah, and actually, that's what I go back to the college and teach some of the women. Um, I do a lot of women's advocate stuff. Um, and one thing I will say is you have to be self-motivated first um, because if you don't want to do it, how can somebody else push you to do something that you don't want to do? Um, so self-motivation is the first key. And just having people um, surrounding you, positive people, surrounding you in your ear saying you can do it, um, not just at home, but at the college. It was a lot of teachers um, that I had at the college that believed in me, too. So that helps. It, it, it helps if, you know, if you're doing something that people around you feel like you're not going to make it or you're not going to achieve it. So uh, positive role models and self-motivation is basically what I can say to help the next person help themselves in those types of situations. Because if that's not something you want to do, you're going to be easily influenced on somebody telling you what you can't do. So, and being self-motivated helped me because that's what I wanted to do. You said a good thing that um, a lot of people talk to sports about that. The kid got to want to play the sport, that will not play for his dad or something. But you just said it for the classroom. Is that something they got to want to do? So that was really good, you know. Um what you, what you said, because if they don't want to do it, then, you know, why are you there, you know? And, and, and it do, I mean, yeah. I do believe it do ties into sports, because just because you have, and I'm going to use my child for instance, I thought he was a great, he tried for football, he tried football and he tried basketball. What I think and what that child think is two different things. Um, mm -hmm. You know, 
tried the football, did great his first year. Got you know, got the trophy for most improved and everything. But in his mind, that's not what he wanted to do. When he went to basketball, they was number one. I mean, at awards, you know, we had a big party for the kids. Again, a second sport. That's something he didn't want to do. But here, here he is. He's 16 years old and almost a 300, you know, average bowler. You know, that's something that he wants to do. And when it's something you physically want to do, you strive at doing it. I mean, period. You can't make your kid do nothing they don't want to do. So if you got that person that I believe, like yourself, playing football, unless that kid wants to be that, you know, next football player, you can't make a kid do something they don't want to do. I, I don't care how, how you push and strive because it, it, it's just going to turn them off at the end. And, you know, I was going to talk about that, bring on the son, but you beat me to it. But, you know, um, he is. But like you said, I, I totally agree with you on that. If he didn't like football, basketball, but look what he's doing. And he's doing a hell of a job at it. Top bowl, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's got to be for him. And that what goes back to you growing up. You know, what were you pushed to do, you know? Um, were you pushed to do uh, welding or what What were your sights of and, and um, how were you, you know? Um, let's see, I had some very strong brothers, and it was just me. Uh, I wasn't pushed to do anything. What we was taught to do was work. Um, you was taught to work and be kind to people. That Those was our values growing up in our ho- household. So at a very young age, I had a grandfather that has been a police officer and a truck driver my whole 37 years of my life. So it's a lot of people I got to see actually work one job their whole entire life or career. Then you had my dad that um, he was an EMT. He was a firefighter. He worked for roadway over 20-some-plus years. So I had a lot of um, people that I could look up to to say, oh, this is what I really want to do in life. Find a job. You know, we had our grandparents for your mother you know, they was nurses for this company until, the you know, the company closed down. So we had great influencers as far as work or examples to say, okay, this is how I at least want my life to be attempted to be. So um, I started UPS. Did I think 20 years later i still be there? Absolutely not. But when you look at it now, come August 1st, when I'm there 20 years and I'm only 37, how many 37-year-olds have actually been on the job 20 years? Again, that goes back to self-motivation. It, it is what you value yourself to be. You don't have to be, you know, I don't have to be an actor or whatever, but at the end of the day, what young person can say, oh, I'm this years with this many years of service at a job already. No one, I can't retire, you know, so mm-hmm. values. Values is key to any person or anything or you know, just life period, goal setting. Um, but trust me, being the 20 years, I still had to set goals of continuing to stay there. Um, and that's where the welding thing came into effect because, oh, trust me, I got bored being at UPS, um, but I needed something new and refreshing to do. And my new and refreshing thing to do was to join the mechanic program. That's another thing I, I like what you're saying, you know, because I love the listeners, the younger ones to listen to you because, you said something about setting goals. Just because you had a job 20 years, you still set goals now, Shamika? I, I, I do. 
Um, because I just finished probably the welding program three years ago, so that would have put me, what, at probably 17 years of service. So, I mean, you have to do something new if you keep doing the same thing. I mean, I, I, I think this, I ain't going to say when you go crazy, but if you plan on staying there, like, I know I can't retire, so, okay, now I need to figure out something to do. Um, and then even with the community service, community service don't stop at the stuff I do on the outside. It helps when a company supports you as a person. So going back to those scholarships, UPS has sponsored me on many years and on many occasions um, to help me give back to those kids also. So a lot of the, you know, of the sponsorship of my myself um, to give back to my organization, UPS, yes, they believe in me also to give back to those kids. So they give us a check, my organization a check, um, you know, to help the kids help themselves. UPS is very big on that. So it's not just you working for a company. You have to have a company that also respects you as a person and respects your goals in life also. So, of course, you know, working at UPS, UPS does great things as well, Um that I participate in, too. So it's not just me always asking for money for them to help me. I help them do a lot of community service as well. Well, so we'll take another break, and then we come back. We're going to talk about number 17 thing that you do. So this is Jay and Jamaica, and we'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Fullick. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath, emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James, host of Loving That Sports Talk, and my guest, Samika Lee. Samika, you still with us? I'm still here. Shereen, well, I want to say before we continue that um, I know I probably don't say as much as I should. A lot of people, I really appreciate what you do and how you got me back. Uh, Help me. I came to you one day and I just, I don't know what it was. Like I said, it had to be God. And I'm like, hit you up on Facebook and I'm like, give me a call. And like, what's the number? And then um, I, I did the camp that we, that you, um, 
runs and all like that. I did it two times before before um, you got involved. And it was like out of order, crazy, unorganized, didn't have. And then you came on, and this thing is like so well organized, sponsors, people loving it. I mean, it just, there's some that you took control of. And, and a lot of people don't understand it. I don't even live out there. And it's like, don't even have to be there. You take care of everything with no fuss or nothing, you know. So I just want to say, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate what you're doing. I know you're not doing it for me because you told me it's not for you. It's for the kids. Uh, you put me in my place because I was frustrated. And, you know, me, you know why I was frustrated. But I was like, oh, I'm done. You're like, you know what? No, you're not. And you snapped on me and got on me. And, you know, and I really appreciate you putting me in my place about it. And I just want to say, you know, um, I really do uh I might not say it much, but appreciate what you have done, how you have done it, and just what you're doing for the kids. Make a thank you. I appreciate it. And, and, and again, you know, sometimes we're sidetracked. You know, even myself, I, you know, I, it ain't, I don't have great days all the time, but, again, it goes back to what's your original purpose of the things mm. you, you know, say or you choose to do. Um, sometimes people can, you know, make the focus go away because sometimes you get sad about the people that don't want to help you. But, again, I got to be reminded that everybody don't even have your vision, you know, or your purpose. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you do have to stand alone uh, in certain situations. And, um, you know, just because, you know, people are football players, e even then, because you already – I'm not going to say you yourself, but – um, when it comes to giving back, it, it is a critical thing. Look how many people that have came out of Robbins. People don't, don't even understand how, many, how much talent that little town um, has um, in regards to even football players to musical talent to um, basketball talent um, to wrestling. Um, they, have, they have came out of that young town, you know, out of the town that we're from. So, um, and that's all that I want people to see. You know, it wasn't just Kiki Palmer or just Dwayne Wade that came out of Robbins. We have a lot of football, professional football players that came out of Robbins. And that's just what, you know, that's the light I want to shine, <laughs> you know, coming from us, you know, to let the, the kids see, okay, somebody like me could be a professional football player um, like you or Sean Wiggins, Um I just give light to the kids, and that's the purpose of, you know, of the camp. <laughs> yeah, too, but you missed something, too, Shemek. It ain't got to be sports. I mean, people come out there like you, you know, look what you're doing. You know, that's something that a celebrity is celebrating, you know, too. It just ain't got to be sports. So you got to look at what you do, you know, and, and that should be honored of somebody to come out robbing the successful and still giving back. So don't sell yourself short, you know? Oh, yeah, I understood. Yeah, well, another thing before we get to your bears, you know, um, you do uh, where you set up musical concerts and all like that. You didn't tell us about that. Come on, Shami. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, on the music side, um, I have experienced many talents um, in the music industry. Um, again, not being bigger than anybody else. Um, of my colleagues, but however, I was in position, actually I was commissioner for a town called Country Club Hills where 
Um, we had this big old music amphitheater, and I was one of the pri- privileged, I think it was six commissioners in that town at the time, and we got to put together a concert. We worked with promoters. We worked with the city elected officials um, to put together um, shows throughout the course of the summer. We, we did a summer season series, and actually the venue I worked at was an outside venue. Uh, so we, we gathered artists to come, um, made a whole, you know, nice little summer concert series. And during that process, I met a lot of um, artists, of course. Um, and it was a particular group of guys that just trusted me um, to work with them. And that's how I get on the management side of the music business real fast. Um, and again, I tell people all the time, it's because of community service. I was granted other jobs. Um, and this is one of the examples of what I said earlier. So it's a group of guys, platinum group of guys, um, that trusted me to be their manager. And from that, that was a whole different experience um, and prospect of me looking at the music industry, which I was in the R&B uh, music industry. And again, I met some great people being in the industry. Um, I'm no longer you know, part of their team, but they're still my brothers and I'm still their sister. Again, anything they need, I'm willing to help them. Um, but it just put another avenue of the things I did or I have done um, in my short life. So being in music, um, I am uh, into gospel very heavy. Um, a lot of my friends are gospel artists, um, writers, artists. Um, again, starting in church, um, I saw with my church choir, which um, just so happily they are gospel artists. I do work with the Black McDonald's. Um, they have a gospel tour um, that comes out every year. And again, community service I've been doing with the Black McDonald's gospel tour. Um, the Black McDonald's owners make it free for whatever city they in to uh, you know give a, a show, give a gospel show. So whatever city they in, so the world can see what McDonald's is doing for the for the cities, um, and that's been a great experience. And um, the on the gospel end, so musically, it, it's been a great ride. You travel to different concerts and do different things like um, help <laughs> out, and you see different things. I mean, let's start with um, you go to different camps. I know you go to a lot of the different camps. And, you know, you um, support people in the camp. What do you see that you take in that you learn to bring back when you do the other things? Um, in regards to the camp, we um, first um, started doing uh, our camp. Um, I didn't take the time to go to other uh, professional football player camps just to see, you know, what will make my camp different. Um, so I did take my time and literally went and introduce myself to all the professional football players, their whole team, they talk with the kids and the coaches just to get the whole experience to whatever camp I was at that day. Um, and I just took a piece of information from each camp and made it my own. What not to do, what to do, how can we be different? <laughs> now, the first thing of difference was... Um, believe it or not, it's a lot of camps that's free, which you already know this, and then it's a lot of camps that's not free. Um, and what I've learned is, honestly, the difference in a free camp and the paid camp, it was really no difference. It, it was the same experience depending on how it was sponsorship. 
so I saw, you know, a lot of these families, they think just because they put, you know, the kid in a $400 camp, you don't, you know, you don't get a different experience if you go to a free camp. Well, the news is the kids will get the same experience because if it's a professional football player that's training these kids in that camp, they're not going to short the kids they're training in that camp, period. Um, so it's really no difference in a paying camp and a free camp in regards to a child experience. Because at the end of the day, they went to this camp, they met a professional football player, and they got to work out with this professional football player. That's all the kids see, unless, you know, it's the teenagers or different things like that. So um, in regards to going to the different camps, you know, we decided to make our camp free. Uh, because now we're working with less fortunate kids that don't even have the money to um, participate, you know, participate or can afford the camp. So that was one of the biggest um, keys to our camp to make sure it was free for the next child. Yes, I mean um, you went to the NFL um, golf thing, and you went to the Bo Jackson. When you go to these events, I mean, when I used to go to, I look for like um, I look to. Um, um, what's that word? What do you, you look to get people? Shoot, my mind is Network. Um, network. There you go. Help me out a little. I had too much Picard and Coke last night. Um, <laughs> network. And, um, and you go there and you end up coming out of there. You come out with great ideas, meet great people. They just love you. Um, how is it with that? I mean, you just fit right in with all this and, you know, and you're not scared. And you look at people as people. You don't look at them better than you because they're a, a big star and nothing like that. How do you do that if you're not scared or nervous, you know? <laughs> um, being humble is a great asset in life. Um, you know, just being around a lot of, I guess, celebrities, period, period growing up, you, you learn to notice that these are regular people at the end of the day. They have to make a living. They have to... Their job may be different than mine, but they still have to have a job to go to. Um, and then whatever choice they, you know, or avenue that they choose to go down, that's the avenue they chose. So when I get to go um, to the Bo Jackson event, which the Bo um, Jackson golf event is, a, oh, my God, it's probably one of, other than the NFL golf event, it's one of the, you know, better things that I have ever probably seen in my life. It's just... You meet so many people from um, celebrity artists to, you know, you know, Bo Jackson, he did the baseball and he did the football. So you got the baseball players, the football players, you got Chris Tucker, you know, as a comedian and all these different types of people. And here it is, you know, it's almost like a great experience. They feel like they talking to me because what somebody told them that what I've done. Um, so that's even a humble experience because it's like, wow. I'm happy to meet you, but you're also happy to meet me. And then it's, it's communication. Communication is always key. Meet anybody, you know, just be yourself. And that's something I just, I try not to be anything but myself. If they ask me, you know, working with the camp, it's a lot of people that assume, you know, I'm just 100% into sports. And I'm like, wait a minute. No, I'm just a camp director. You know, I just <laughs> I have to go back. Like, wait a minute, because I don't want you to put me in a position where, you know, you think I'm something that I'm not. Um, and even doing that, you know, people respect, and they be like, oh, no, we still want to work with you. You still do this, this, A, B, C, and D. So being at the Bo Jackson um, NFL event, and it's opportunity, too. 
because people actually get to see what you're actually doing and you're already in a setting to where, okay, what if I need a coach? Here it is. You got Stephen and Michael from the Chicago Bears sitting here at the Bo Jackson camp. You're already having a conversation and, you know, talking to some celebrities, it's like they ask you what you do. So if I know I'm, I'm doing a football camp, okay, that's, you know, I pick my conversation. You, you get, so I'm not going to tell him I'm a stylist. I'm going to tell him that I'm a camp director for this camp to put that conversation into play. And that's how I do a lot of my winners because I, you know, I'm capable of doing so much. You know, I'm capable of meeting greater people to help me help somebody else. And then we come back. Um, like I said, I kind of want to talk about Bears, but I kind of really want to talk about you, what you do, so everybody know, and, you know, you need your spotlight, you know, and, uh, and I say spotlight because all that you do, like I said, you don't snap a beat or nothing, you know, like I'll do it, take care of it, you know, if you can do it. If you can't, you'll say I can do it, but I can do it this way. So I just want to let everybody know what you do and um, just get it out there, you know, and just let this, like I said, you know, thank you for what you do for me and the kids, you know, and Robin. So this is James Fumika, and we'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you. It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemond Williams. Each week, join Lemond as he takes callers, discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. This week on The Revolution, the boys will dish firearm tips and offer opportunities for getting kids and parents outdoors and teaching them basic outdoor skills. Our pro panel includes Michael Bain of the Best Defense and Shooting Gallery, Derek Ratliff of Horizon Firearms, and Joshua Peters, a Potawatomi Community Resource Officer. Jim and Trav's Guide to the Outdoors is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on Instagram. Make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows, live events, and around the network. We want to see what you have to share as well. Check us out on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. And like I said, I'm back with... Um, not only um, my guest, but uh, I grew up with my sister. Uh, 
grew up together, and like I said, you know, there was no stopping growing up. Her mom and her dad and my mom, if you act up, they'll spank your butt, send you home, and you can't say nothing about it. So it's just a pleasure, you know, growing up with somebody with Shamika and her family with her brothers and, and all them. Um, because it was just like a great block we had, you know, no trouble. So, but Shamika, I want to um, talk a little, one more last thing. Well, get this out. I've seen on Facebook live. Tell us the experience that you had. You sit right there with Ice Cube, and you got to talk with him after. You, um, the, I don't know if it was a concert or something he was doing, but explain how that was with him. And, like, you just, nothing wrong. You just right there. Um, I have a lot of friends, um, in the radio and music again, um, industry and, um, your family always tell you when you're nice to people, people are nice to you. And one of my good radio friends, she was like, Ice Cube is going to be here tonight. Um, you know, I got a pair of tickets for you for always being nice to me. Um, so I, I got a chance to go to the Ice Cube concert. Um, and another one of my friends, which is Lady Red, she was uh, the host. I didn't actually get to see Ice Cube, but just the fact of people being nice to you, you know, that could be simple to some, but people don't have to be nice all the time. And I got the experience to, you know, get to see Ice Cube, obviously a legend um, to many, uh, definitely a legend to me, and just to get to hear, hear him and his story. Uh, about life, about motivation, you know, on the music side and on the movie side. Um, so that was definitely a great experience, you know, just to hear all the old school music and, you know, him just producing all his movies. That was one of my greatest <laughs> experience on the music side as well. Getting a chance to physically be in Ice Cube's presence. Exactly. Yeah, he's a great guy. He does a lot of things, not only music, but, you know, giving back and helping out, too. So that's why, you know, it kind of reminds me, you or him, you know, all you do, you know what I'm saying? And, and don't want that big exposure of it, you know? You're like, this is what I do. Yeah, well, I mean, you like he's just a guy. Well, Samika, I got to bring this up. I know you ain't going to like it, but I'm getting tired of you and all these other people on Facebook talking about these sorry old bears, you know, um, my eagles tore y'all up, you know, and I had to brag about it with y'all and tease y'all, but here we go. We got it on the air. Bears play the Eagles November 3rd. Do we have a bet? And what do you think your bears going to do this year? First of all, starting September 5th, we are mm -hmm. going to trample the Green Bay Packers. So we got to start, you know, the fifth, the beginning, you know, day one of the season. Then we can switch on over to November 3rd, you know, to, the, you know, the Philly side. But September 5th, when we come out, yeah, we had, you know, our kickers, you know, one of the best last season, but that's okay. We got enough kickers for probably all the NFL teams this season. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, it's going to be a great year, I, I do believe, um, for the Chicago Bears. Uh, again, they recognize the talent, using the talent at hand. Um, we got a great coach. So, again, that, I mean, not saying that we haven't had great coaches, but he recognizes players. He, 
you know, he knows the downfalls of the team. And, he, you know, between him and the president and all those great people, they they seek to get better. So just hands down to the Chicago Bears. Yes, I am an all-Bears, you know, person. But this could be a great season all the way up into football. I mean, all the way up into Super Bowl. And I do believe that my Bears is going to the Super Bowl. So whether it's the Bears versus the Eagles, the Chicago Bears will be in the Super Bowl this season. You ain't still saying you really have a bet. We, we can have a bet. That the okay, Bears gonna beat the Eagles on November third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, and, and and it's in Philly. It's in Philly. Yeah, that's okay because I'm having my Bears first. Y'all, we gonna win that day. So okay, huh? So, I mean, right, so right, right. well, wings and all the margaritas you could drink. Huh? You get the you got to buy wings. The loser got to buy the wings and all the margarita. Okay, that's a bet. Sounds like a sounds like a bet. Now this this show's recorded, so I got evidence. Thank you to Judge Judy for it. You know, <laughs> but but the Bears gonna win hands down. That, that's just my belief. I mean, of course you have to believe in your Eagles. That's okay. That, even though you're from yeah. Chicago, that's okay. But the Bears is gonna win that game. Well, that's a bet. Well, Shamik, I want to thank you again for taking the time. And like I said, I really appreciate what you do for me and the kids for Robbins. And, you know, I know everybody else appreciates what you do. But um, like I said, hats off to you. And um, God bless you. All right. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Have a good day. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. 